Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host, Mads, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back each week. I am thrilled to have you here. And if you enjoy the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and tell all your friends about it. Also, get in touch with me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm everywhere these days, so don't be shy, and I'll usually reply to you. Before we jump into things, this episode is sponsored by Beducated, the number one online platform for sexual health and happiness. I'm so excited to be partnering with them because if you enjoy Mads World, you will love their content. They have a library of over 80 online courses created by the world's top experts covering everything from healthy porn watching to sex positions to the science of kissing. I recently watched their female orgasm course, which was super fascinating with so many tips that focus on the whole experience of female pleasure. They have something for everyone, no matter your age, gender, sexual orientation, relationship status or experience. It's a safe place to learn about sex and level up your love life, even as a single person, aka me. (laughs) Because Beducated are supporting Mads World, you can do so too by clicking the link in the episode description to check them out. As a little treat, you can enjoy all courses for free for 24 hours and use the code MADS, M-A-D-S, for 40% off their yearly pass. In this episode, I am joined by the wonderful Kitty Winks and Anna Burt to talk all about their new book, The Little Book of Ick. That's right, two guests. I know it's wild. This has never been done before on Mads World. Kitty Winks is one of Instagram's sassiest book bloggers, known for her brutally honest opinions and refusal to conform to the norm. Like many respectable Gen Zs, Kitty now works at a tech startup after having previously worked as a bookseller and a museum guide. Anna Burt has worked in publishing for almost a decade and is currently head of events at a global writing consultancy. She is the host of Brighton Book Club on Radio Reverb and has run a successful writing group for the last four years. She's recently finished her first novel, which is set in Yorkshire and explores grief, sexuality, intergenerational friendships and drag. We all know the ick. You've been dating someone for a while and you notice something about them that turns your stomach. It might be something weird or kind of unremarkable. It might even be something you do to yourself. Whatever it is, once you've got the ick, there's no going back from it. For better or worse, it's on to the next swipe. The Little Book of Ick is a celebration of the dating phenomenon that plagues millions. Split into chapters that chart all the stages of finding love, the book is a collection of 500 hilarious icks. Some you may have already encountered, and they're all packaged up, ready for you to use when you need to get over someone. Up next, we chat about our favourite icks, hopefully providing reassurance that it's fine to be fussy and how leaning into the ick might even soothe your heartbreak one day. 
Hi, ladies. How are you? Lovely to be here. How are you, Maddie? I'm really good, thank you. I've just smashed like two massive coffees, so I'm absolutely bouncing off the walls. But it's so good to have you guys here on Matt's World. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, welcome. Um, so I thought we could jump straight in to a speed date question round and you guys could just tell me a little bit about how you met. Uh, so I do a bit of work on the radio and um, uh, do a show about books in Brighton and beyond. And, um, and I got in touch with a bunch of local book bloggers who I followed, Kit being one of them. And was like, hey, do you want to come and talk about book blogging, um, you know, and bookstagram on the show? And she was like, yeah. And then we recorded, and this was during lockdown, so like we were clearly starved of entertainment. <laughs> and we just stayed on for like an hour chatting. And then when restrictions lifted, we kind of um, just met up and it was like dating a mate and it was really lovely. And then, yeah, our relationship just kind of blossomed. It was really cute, actually. Yeah, I vividly remember, actually, on the first time that we went out, like, the first thing you said to me was like, this is like going on a date I know I'm going to really enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. And then how did that sort of evolve into you guys wanting to write the little book of it together? It kind of happened quite organically. So it wasn't actually that much after that, actually. So that was summer of 2020 and then lockdown of 2021. So in January, February time, um, we were just on a walk together during lockdown at a local park. And then um, Anna was going through a breakup and I'd had loads of ick videos on TikTok saved. Um, So I was sending them all over to Anna to help her like become repulsed by the man. Um, But me being the organised person I was, I was just like, these needs will be in one place. And Anna half joking, you went, oh, maybe we should write a book. And then it was one of those moments we both just looked at each other and were like, oh my god I love that and you know what I loved in the book is how you can sort of use it to your advantage so you can sort of use them to get over someone and I actually have been doing that because I'm I was kind of speaking to this guy for a bit you know he hooked up and, and everything and now he's like oh I'm on a casual thing and I'm like right I'm just going to imagine him buying flip-flops like <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that's something that Kit's like being really good at, like bringing through the production of this book is like it is a kind of empowering tool to get over people. Whereas I'm a bit more of the school of like, it just makes me really laugh. Um, But Kit's like really good at being like, no, actually, imagine them chasing a ball down the road in the wind and then you'll never fancy them again. I think I'm just I've learned I'm very easily repulsed by people um so I find it quite easy to for that to be my natural default when it comes to the ick is just <laughs> utilize them to your advantage how did you go about collating all of the icks together yeah that's a good question a lot genuinely a lot of it was texting each other notes on our phone we'd sit we Kit and I both really love food um so we would go eat sit write x and then once we kind of got into the actual writing of the book once it was signed we'd sit at mine with a um we both have the same google doc open and just write 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 and because kit's literally insane she had this mad spreadsheet um which is completely beyond the realms of anything that i'm into but um kit do you want to talk about your spreadsheet oh my god i literally completely forgot about the spreadsheet until just now um but we had a so i built a spreadsheet because i have a spreadsheet for everything in my life i'm that kind of person um and it was like color coded organized by sections potential like chapters because at that point the chapters were still kind of forming so we we're trying to just group them as best we could um make sure we didn't have duplicates but it was with the writing process if you have one it sort of automatically like triggers another one so mm-hmm. i think there's one i was literally just reading it with a friend the other day and it was owning a pogo stick and then it's falling <laughs> off the pogo stick <laughs> so like they naturally kind of filter through 
Um, and then once we had got the deal signed, we put a pitch out and said, you know, if you've got any specific stories um, of any time someone has given you the ick, like anonymously, um, please let us know and it might be featured in the book. So there's a couple of stories interspersed um, within the list of real life situations where people got the ick, some very specific things that have triggered it for whoever. Oh, I absolutely love a good spreadsheet. Honestly, I'm that girl. This is an ick for some people, but it's the it's the same version of like bringing a plastic pocket folder with like your flight printout yeah, and everything. I'm, I'm that girl. girl yeah. the holiday girl <laughs> who sends a Google link to the chat. And I'm like, right, girlies, I've put our hotel in this one, flight times here. Like, but you need yeah. you need a me. Like, who's gonna do it if 100%. I'm not gonna do it? Why I only go on holiday alone. Like <laughs> my favourite chapter of the book, funnily enough, is Sun Sea and See You Later, and it's the one about it on holiday because going on holiday with other people, I find they're really quite repulsive. Like I, I do do it, and I love going away with my friends. Ultimately, but other people on holiday just send me completely sideways. See, it drives me mad because no one's at the level of organisation that I'm at. So then I love being the organised one, but it drives me mad because I'm like, okay, fine. So I've got to be the PA for everyone this entire trip. Yeah, no, you don't. I mean, I we can't this is good. we're all going to be fine without a folder <laughs> what is what goes wrong Anna? <laughs> oh my god i bet from writing it as well do you guys find that now that you've kind of dived deep with 500 x that you're struggling to date people because you're just picking out little things you're like that's in the book i can't go out with you yeah we're both single um <laughs> But um, even guys who have been dating since, like, you know, the book's out and we've been publicising it, um, you know, they are quaking. Like, every time they go on date with me, they're like, I am so scared to do something that is going to set you off. And I was like, you can't avoid it. If it happens, it happens. Like, because there'll always be new icks just waiting. Honestly, um, <laughs> when I launched this podcast, people like that I dated years ago, because obviously it's primarily a dating podcast, they come out the woodworks and they're like, am I going to be on the podcast? And I'm like, honestly, you're not interesting enough. Shut up. Why are you boring? And like new guys, like I've, I used to have it on my hinge. And then the first thing they say is, oh, either when, when am I going to be a guest? And I'm like, shut up. Like yeah. as if you'd be interesting or funny enough to go on a podcast or they'd be like, um, if we go out, you have to promise me that it's not going to end up on the podcast. I'm like, I can't promise that. I can't. <laughs> I, that's the content yeah exactly literally that's the whole point of it it's why I'm going out with you I don't like you <laughs> it's got to be done it's definitely oh. um yeah it it's now like it's now definitely seeped into my life I don't talk about it much I'm a bit more um I don't date I don't really date I'm kind of single by choice and can't really cope with anything else at the moment so um but okay. I've definitely few exes have been in touch and they're like am I in it and I'm like yeah of course you're in it and they're like well what one am I and I'm like well find yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's on you that's your yeah. responsibility <laughs> and speaking about it affecting dating and your your own personal life what is the worst ick that you've firsthand encountered and just tell me about it kitty do you want to go first <laughs> I've got well, I've got two. Okay. Both of them, I think so when I found out these questions in advance, I actually I think I blocked so much of it from my brain. I had to message quite a few of my friends and like what are stories that I have told you that have like stayed. Yeah. Um and the it, so t the two ones I've had. Um so first I think Anna doesn't even know this one because it was before we were friends, like a few years ago. I've been seeing this guy for a few dates and was like really liked him. It definitely had legs, was really excited about it. 
we've just had sex for the first time. I'm literally naked in his bed. You know, like when people are talking to children sometimes and they'll pretend their hands are like animals and will like make them talk. Mm. Ew! I literally got. <laughs> I have never got dressed so quick in my life. Never. Oh my God. Um, so that was a really bad one. And then there was another guy who, um, when we were sexting, we were like going through it, talking about <laughs> our plans when we met up. And then when he was describing it, he was like, oh yeah, watching it going in and out, in and out. No. I was not... like, not the hokey cokey. No. <laughs> we're doing a little poem, are we? Um, so never met up with him, luckily. So oh my he, God. Yeah. Off, like, Horrific, and like, and that, does it just go on and on in and out in and out yeah that's that's usually how that's sex how it works. works yeah you don't that's need to describe that element to me thank you oh my god i'm a bit sick that really yeah yeah awful that is insane. horrendous never saw either of those men again wow. <laughs> that's absolutely stunning work and also speaking of like just being naked with a guy like I, I'm like pretty, like uh, I'd say I'm bi, but mostly like into blokes. But there's something so funny about naked guys just standing up, like they're just standing there, like na- like they're so vulnerable and like they just look, I don't know, they look hilarious. Like naked women, amazing, stunning, like flourishing, thriving in their lane. Naked guys just stand and like standing on their little feet, like when their feet are just like ninety degree angle to their body. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worse if like I think we got it in the book if they got like a top on but not their bottoms. Oh my god, and their little buns yeah. out the bottom. Yeah, and or socks. Oh my god. See, this is another ick that was in the book, and it was like socks on during sex. I love a sock on because I don't what? want their I don't want their toes touching me and their toenails scratching me because their little ratchet little toes are going everywhere. <laughs> as a woman you're more likely to orgasm if you have socks on because your feet are warmer love that yeah i just could not not. it's like i was sleeping with a guy the other day and then it was just like not until about half an hour later that i realized his pants were still around his ankles no what both feet in both holes (laughs) both feet both holes i was (gasps) like firstly acrobat secondly <laughs> Psychopathic. I'm imagining him jumping around with his little feet, like in both holes, like bunny right. hopping around the room. Uh, I didn't even <laughs> notice until afterwards. I was like, I actually feel ill. Ew. Oh my god. And Anna, what's your what's your worst ick? <laughs> IRL ick. Well, mostly it's me giving myself the ick. Um, <laughs> I do that on a daily basis. Um, but I um oh one moment when someone got something stuck in their teeth, pulled out a bit of their head hair and used it as a um bit of tooth loss. Oh my god. I feel like that's not even an ick. That's just like having yeah. no social awareness. Like who the fuck? what another another thing um this guy you know kind of been mates with for a while was been, been desperate to get me out on his own. I mean he's only here and, um, <laughs> I um eventually went on a date to watch some comedy with him but didn't realize that it, he was doing the comedy <laughs> <gasps> shut up was he funny at least thank god he was but like not side splitting but he wasn't bad at all so he just invited you to a show and then got out of his seat and started doing the comedy. That literally happened at a scummy pub in Brighton, yeah. That is wild behaviour. Also, the ego on this man, like, he must think he's so funny to bring a date. That is danger zone. 
the whole way through i can even focus because i was just thinking like my god this is such a good story um and then <laughs> actually happened to me with um with an ex of mine when we were out for dinner and they didn't have what he wanted on the menu and he was just like said something like oh that's really disappointing i was really looking forward to that get a grip Ew. and like we all google the menu before we go somewhere but you don't admit that you did that like mm-hmm. it's embarrassing and a huff about it at his big age and if there's only one thing you can have on the menu you should not be on a date with me oh my god <laughs> honestly the things we have to go through that is wild and then in speaking about your f- your favorite icks that you've experienced in real life, I mean, you've just told us about probably one of your best dates, Anna. But do you have a, your go to funniest date story? The, the story that you tell your friends when they're like, "What's the worst date? The funniest date you've ever had?" I've only had one really awful date in my life because I vet. Like I do significant vetting before I go out with people like if I'm out with someone even if I don't want to see them again I still want to know I'm having a good time yeah um and I've been speaking to this guy for weeks like we got on so well been texting met on hinge um and then we went out and we planned like quite a bit of the day together as a day date which is quite rare for me but I was so confident about this guy I was just like yeah we made plans to like do a couple of things within half an hour I was like no this isn't it when I say this man didn't speak (laughs) did not speak and I like to think I've got relatively good social skills I can make conversation with most people I was fighting for my life with this guy like literally I'd say something and he'd just nod oh my god just not speak and then we were halfway through and then we went out for lunch we're halfway through and then he proceeded to ask what was the worst date I've ever been on in my life I was like pretty sure it's this this Um, one and then he was telling me about the worst date he'd ever been on about 10 minutes in um the woman and said, you know what, this really isn't for me, and left. And that was like the most, the worst date he's ever been on. In my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's my hero. Because that's what <laughs> I've normally done. Like it got, because we still had the evening plans. And I was going to say, like, look, we're both clearly not feeling it. Let's just go our separate ways. And, you know, we've had a nice meal and just move on. But because he had told me this story, I was like, I can't leave because this man has like held on to it. So it's the one time in my life I've ever had to get a friend to call me at an emergency and I've never had to do it I'd have normally just left but I was literally in the basement toilets of this restaurant texting my friend like what the fuck do I do and oh, she rang me and was like god. oh my god I've had to go to A&E like I've had a bite that's been infected she was in A&E the day before so she had like the photo of the hospital wristbands and everything um so yeah that's amazing <laughs> he literally told you a story about what you were about to do to him and so he just dug maybe he did that because he thought you were gonna do that and he was like this is gonna stop her from leaving it was <laughs> honestly awful because i'd have normally just been honest about it not uh. just like make an excuse and it's the only time still to this day i've ever had to do that but honestly the epitome of personality catfish he was nothing horrendous like i expected him to be oh my god the fake phone call as well i remember i used to have this phone where like you could click the side and it would do a fake phone call from like oh yeah unknown number or something yeah yeah yeah. and i it was like i was on this date and it wasn't a date it was like i went to some guy's house to watch movies or whatever and he straight up just goes want to have anal and i was like not what (laughs) like it wasn't even like we were already kissing or something like what why ask me that i that i actually used the the clicker like the clicker on the side of the phone. I mean, necessary. I was like, hello? Oh, my God, you're really sick? Okay, I'll be there right away. Like, what a sound is so fake. So I was like, at this point, I don't even care. Like, I need to get out of here. 
completely understandable completely and what about you Anna so this isn't actually a dating story because it's been a while since I've gone on the date um but this is a story that happened recently um and I was with a friend of mine and we were at the pub and then last orders came in and there were two cute guys uh, my friend's gay um but one of the cutest guy didn't come back with us but the not so cute guy came back with us and we were flirting um at the kitchen table blah 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 and he kind of went in for a kiss, grabbed my throat, and <gasps> like legitimately choked me. And I'm a 30-year-old woman, and I was completely fucking taken aback. It was unbelievable. And then proceeded to take my hand and put it on his dick. I mean, he was <gasps> out. I was like, get fucking get out, you creep. But I mean, and it's actually really dark, but it just made me think like, is this what is going on these days? And he wasn't that much younger than me. I mean, he must've been like 27 at least. What is going on? Oh my God. Do you know what? I feel like this is a thing mm. and I've been experiencing it too, like as of late, is that guys that the first time you sleep with them or whatever, they just go in and just start like grabbing you by the throat and choking you and I'm like okay we've had no discussion about this like I've not said please do this like you haven't asked for my consent it's just like this trending thing where everyone's like oh girls love this and I'm like why are they learning that it's disgusting I don't know I'm like you you haven't and I'll just be like uh can't breathe like okay did you come here to murder someone like the fuck? It's like when someone, like when you're walking across the road in front of a car and they speed up. I'm like, are you gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me, okay? Like, what? Literally, I felt I was, I was really taken aback. I mean, oh like, God, we were pretty pissed, and my friend thought it was like it was funny at the time, but then afterwards, we were like, that absolutely wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, no, that's like, insane. It's just not on. God, it must, it must be a porn thing, like, yeah. like just coming from that. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like when you're living in London and, you know, you're, you're dating lots of people and stuff, you do notice weird trends emerging amongst, like, different guys and stuff. But, yeah, that's that's so not on. That's messed up. Shit, yeah. I didn't know that. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. It's not good. And a massive ick as well, so. I mean, disgusting. Nice to me. <laughs> yeah, not on. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing your funniest date <laughs> stories slash um, random trauma. first kiss stories <laughs> and trauma. But I thought we could get into some more of the themes of the book. So you've split the book up into six sections, which I thought was super clever. And I've picked a couple of my favorite icks out of the book, which I absolutely loved. So if we go through each category, I'll ask you to give a little overview of each of what each chapter is all about. And I thought we could chat about my favorite icks. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, first up, you've done swipes and gripes. So, can you give me a little rundown of what this chapter is about? Yeah. So, um, it's basically about um, internet dating, essentially. Um, mm. You know, we talk about how the internet's transformed the way we date, mate, and hate, um, and fertile ground for breeding dicks and icks, as we say in the book. So, um, it's about kind of the way that people hide behind a screen and um, the things that they do online to make our stomachs turn stunning and my favorite one from this chapter was guys doing thumbs up in a photo because for me if I see a guy and this extends to guys that do like a happy open mouth smile so like <laughs> it's like a ah, like that I don't know like they're just too happy like why so happy what's there to be happy about why happy? It's just the thought for me with that like wide open mouth smile thing. I hadn't even thought about it. It's like typically if you're doing that, some sort of sound is emitting. Yeah. And the thought of that. <laughs> Especially when some guys have like all six of their photos or whatever is all that face. Like that's their that's their go to face in it's any. Insane. Someone's like smile and they go. Eh. <laughs> and I was like. Absolutely not. And my other favourite ick from this chapter was the monkey emojis, unironically. Like when they do like a <laughs> like the little monkey hands covering them. <laughs> like Such a red flag. The biggest <laughs> red flag. I can't. And then I was trying to think of other emojis that give me the ick. And it's one of them is the crying laughing face, but the tilted one. Yeah. So like yeah. not the straight up one, the one that's like on the side. I'm like, it's not that funny. It's for me, it's you know, like when it's like the watery eyes, like pleading face almost. Oh, god, like the little, like cute one with the big eyes, where it's just like, yeah, it's like, please. And it's usually after them asking you to send them nudes and you say no, and they're like, mm. <laughs> oh, god, you're actually making me feel sick. And it's like, it's too early for this conversation. Why are you doing this? I'm still having my breakfast, <laughs> put the breakfast away, you're not finishing it. <laughs> Oh, God. And the next chapter is meeting and deleting. So, Kitty, do you want to chat me through that one? Yeah, so this is just um, a, a chapter, sorry, focused around sort of just dates and this specifically first dates. So just as you're, like, meeting people for the first time, navigating that territory and sort of focused around typical dating environments, so places like restaurants, bars, that kind of thing. 
Well, my favorite one from this was cutting up their spaghetti <laughs> because I just think anyone that can't cook or take care of themselves is such an ick. Like I've even moved in with people and when they first move in, I'm like fit, have a crush on you, whatever. And then I see them like snap their spaghettis in half and put it in the pot. I'm like, who raised you? Like, or like do something like, I don't know, put their garlic in the pan and just burn the fuck out of it for 10 minutes. And I'm like, no, you got 60 seconds on that garlic. And they're like, oh, it gets the, it makes the flavor. But no, it doesn't. <laughs> Who taught you that? Like, ew. Awful. I think the one that sits with me most in that chapter is their leg swinging on a bar stool. Like the thought of that just makes me feel so violently ill. And I do it myself. I'm like sat in a cafe somewhere and my legs swing. I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. Someone told a story on this podcast once of when they went out with a guy and he like, I, I, I have nothing against short guys. Do your thing. But you need to be honest before the date. But he showed up to the date and he was like five foot tall. Like I'm talking like unusually short, like not just, you know, five, eight when some girls are like, ew, but you know, they're probably just being mean. But like he was like five foot and when he stood up out of the car, his head was like in line with the top of the car and she couldn't see him like getting out of the passenger seat. And then he was swinging his legs on just a normal chair, like it's a, not a bar stool, a low down regular chair. Oh, I, feel, I feel sorry for him. Same. That, that is awful. I like short guys. So do I. Mm-hmm. I typically date short guys. Can't yeah. say I've ever gone as short as five foot, granted. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, and also no one's trying to steal them. Like if you're with someone six foot, people will try and steal him away. I don't want competition. Just be with me and don't look at other girls. Like that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, My next fave. So the next chapter is making it public. So, Anna, do you want to chat through that one? Yeah, so this is this is after the soft launch online. Um, and you've told people they might have even met your friends, they might have even met your family, you're spending more time in each other's company. So it's kind of like when the veil is dropped, um, you know, and things might be, might be starting to get less sexy. <laughs> Thank you. So my fave from this was getting BDSM and ASMR confused. <laughs> I feel like it's the illustration of that one that really makes it. I think it's my favourite illustration in the whole book. It's so that good. That that's, something as, that's something as well <laughs> that I really loved is the illustrations throughout the book. Who did the yeah. illustrations in the book? So it's an artist called Simon Landian. He's really prolific, has done a lot of incredible work. And I love, um, for those of you guys, when you pick up the book, it's, he's taken quite an abstract approach with quite a lot of them, I think, but in a yeah. really in a way that really works I think um so yeah I feel like they all just fit very well with the keepy of everything yeah he's great and um this reminded me of something someone at work said to me recently we were at the pub and he works on LVMH as a client and (laughs) I said something and he was just like oh so you're an LVMH ally then and I was like sorry and he was he tried to say lgbt but he said lpmh i was like no hun very different things i really feel for that guy and everyone was like wait say that again what did you just say and he goes what what (laughs) so good and the next one too close for comfort 
Yeah, so too close for comfort is basically when you're might not necessarily be explicitly living together, but spending a lot of time with each other in you know each other's homes. So it's more sort of focused around um, the domestic sphere. And I think we all know that either in a platonic or romantic way, when you live with someone, it's so different and you see a completely different side of them. Um, so it's all about the stuff that we do around our homes that we might not even realise are inducing. Yeah, this is like what I was saying with that spaghetti thing. Like you can have like it because I usually like to live with boys and sometimes when they move in I'm like, oh, fuck, like I'm going to get a crush on this guy. And then you see them and they'll like leave a curly pube on the toilet seat. I'm like, Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> Um, my one of my favorites from this one was pronouncing paella and chorizo as if they're from <laughs> and I wanted to hear your best rendition of paella and chorizo. Yeah, it's the it's why my dad does it all the time. He's like paella. I'm like, you're from Essex. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> oh my god, this is like so. We all know that pho is pho. Like we yeah. all know. We've all. You know, I mean, and it's like, is that? But you just say pho because, like, if you walk around saying pho, everyone's like, what? Yeah. What? And you're like, just <laughs> we're in London, just say pho. Okay? You have to think about your wider environment, I think. <laughs> but I think this chapter, so for me, the biggest ick came from this chapter because it's not something I've actively ever seen anyone do so I think it'd be psychopathic but I think it's case in point of imagining someone doing it so um, it's imagining someone lying on their front in the bath (laughs) which makes me dry heave absolutely horrific but like if someone did that you'd actually be concerned because psychopathic but imagining a guy do that when you're trying to get over someone it's so, like his little bum sticking out his feet in the air. Uh, it's powerful. It's like when guys lay on the bed on their front and their feet are like crossed behind them and like flipping up and down <laughs> and they like look like a little schoolgirl on the phone in the 90s on like a cord phone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And this is sort of like what they'd be doing too is wearing a towel hat. That was my yeah. other fave from that chapter. <laughs> and the best thing is when guys do that and they don't have any hair like you don't need to be wearing that that wrap towel wrap like you there's no hair inside it your hair's short but I feel like most men like I remember blowing an ex's mind once he didn't realize that there was hair like in the towel what he just thought there was like a towel on my head he didn't realize that the hair was wrapped in the towel (sighs) so when like it was revealed he was like wait what the fuck Straight guys are yeah, so useless, point. aren't they? Like, they don't I, I can't. Like, where did they come from? <laughs> Who made them? Who made them? <laughs> oh, my God. And the second last one is sun, sea, and see you later. And I love this one because going on a holiday with your significant other is a turning point. Like, you find so many things wrong with them, even the way that, like, they, like, look at a little map on their phone and they're like turning around to see which way the the direction things pointing and stuff I'm like not a vibe but what what inspired you to write this chapter it it came quite naturally didn't it Kit like it um and I'm really glad that we did it um because it makes me laugh so much like like just being on a plane like I was on a plane coming back from a holiday a couple of days ago and the plane was starting to go like go really fast along the runway and it was starting to take off and this guy in front of me just goes here we go <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting there like no like, 
to get me out of this plane. And then when the plane landed, it was getting like, it was like a tiny bit rocky. Like I didn't even like flying. It wasn't even that rocky. And the whole plane clapped. No. And I I just texted my mate and I said, I've just landed, but I'm going to stay on the plane and come back to Spain because this is fucking ridiculous. I don't want to live in this country anymore. If this is the kind of people here, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know what? It's something else as well about like, because we went to, um, randomly, I went to Alton Towers on the weekend, which was really fun. But like seeing guys go, wee! Honestly, and you know when they go on like a like a like a water slide, and their um, trunks get like stuck up their bum, and they have oh my god! Or when they like when they're in the water, and their like trunks fill up with air, and they have like a bubble butt, like a BBL. They're just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god! Do you know what? As well, we saw because we were (laughs) we were at Alton Towers, and we figured out why is there so many goths here? Like goths love theme parks and i'm like this is so not on brand for you guys like just like having fun and like joy. just joy and then we were saying what do goths do on a roller coaster and we're like we <laughs> <laughs> so random but i loved it <laughs> um and the last chapter is the ugly truth so do you want to chat me through this one this was essentially the chapter of the things that didn't fit anywhere else but just general (laughs) miscellaneous ones and I think a lot of them are really personality focused so sort of like um things that people might say or you know things in their vocabulary or you know that kind of thing but I feel like ultimately this is the big veil drop like when you really know someone's personality and all those quirks are becoming very prevalent that they may have otherwise yeah below the surface so I had two that I loved for this one and the first one was using a glue stick. <laughs> I think this is a bit harsh, personally. I use no, I used a glue stick. I have one here. That's my glue stick. Ew, but, um, put it down. <laughs> it's the thought. No, I should have probably specified in the book. Like using a glue stick, fine. It's the thought of you know when boys use a pen and they like grab it like that. Oh my! Um, and it, it's like, have you seen all the TikToks about people that? or guys that put on lip balm and they hold it with a fist and they're like rubbing it all over their face because they don't want to look delicate or something. It's that. It's like the thought of a guy just really aggressively like just (laughs) rubbing glue like on a piece of paper. And something so funny about guys that like guys using tiny things like and just like being hunched over just like trying to like it's like them like building a little Lego Star Wars thing or like I don't know, like something about guys with tiny objects. And trying to make it look as masculine as possible. I feel like that's yeah. where the, I was about to say where the fisting comes in, that was the wrong term. But like <laughs> the fist for the lip balm, the fist for the glue stick, yeah. that's where I feel like a lot of that subconsciously comes from, is trying to make tiny objects look as like grow as possible. That actually really reminded me of giving myself the ick when um, I was putting on lip balm at Pride and my friend was standing opposite me and kind of goes forward like with a little kissing like with a little kiss kind of look and so I went and kissed him on the lips and he was like no no I just went in some lip balm. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Oh my god yeah there's so many good ones in there. There was another one in there that I liked which was um, it was when people are announcing their pregnancy and it says, we've been busy. Yeah, I hate it. 
without a condom? Would you want to You've just been raw dogging each other for the last like year trying. And when people say, "Oh, we're trying," I'm like, "Great!" So you're telling me you're having condomless sex every <laughs> night, way. like yeah. just like cream pine each other. Like what? It was, it was also the um when people do an announcement and say some personal news, like on oh. the just like stop. And so it was on Facebook. <laughs> my least favorite also one that like, i work in publishing is when someone in publishing gets married and puts it on twitter and says reader i married him like in jaina yeah, oh yeah. my god all the time there's no need for that behavior just take a good look at do you know what? this is this is some good advice is if you if you're going to do something like that imagine if your worst enemy posted on on instagram mm. and what you would say judging mm. them and oh. then just reevaluate something yeah just just reword it just reword it it's like also something that isn't i don't think we could put it in there but something that i've been feeling very strongly about as of late is like people who think that they're like linkedin influencers and we do like these big because linkedin is the place for the drama like people do are not afraid to go in on the drama on linkedin and i'm just like please just get over yourself no one cares about how good your boss is it's wild i do love those linkedin stories though when it's like i was on the way to a job interview and then i met a dog and i gave him a little pat and then i got to the interview and opened the door it was the dog (laughs) there was a generator going around on where you could generate your own inspirational linkedin story it was so cool oh my god i have to look that up that's so good but yeah, I think that's the biggest like social media one for me at the moment. I actually deactivated my LinkedIn because it was invoking Good. such a visceral reaction. Yeah, social media just gives me the. I mean, when guys yeah. are like really big on social, I had an ex. God, I hope he doesn't listen. Um, who was like a budding photographer and a very good photographer, um, but used to get me to write his captions, and I used to give the captions as, and I thought it was quite clear that I was joking, and it would be like it would be like an old lady sitting at a table, and it would be like contemplating life it was long and wild and he'd do it and I was like oh don't don't think you got that I was doing that. <laughs> and then it just got too late and then I just and then my mate used to text me she was like you're doing it again and I was like oh, stop, stop. she was like you have to tell him and I'm like <laughs> oh my god yeah that's the thing because I always go out with like creative guys or musicians or you know I, I've, got, I've got a thing for those kind of guys and right. their Instagrams are so serious and I'm like honestly the biggest like green flag is when a man has like less than 200 followers and like less Mm. than five posts i'm like oh my god marry me obsessed anything over a thousand followers red flag huge flag flag. who are all why following so many girls (laughs) that's a huge ick as well when you scroll through their following list and it's all just hot girls yeah Yeah, do you know what i don't i don't mind that because i'll be honest like most of mine is probably hot men so i can't really comment on that it's when they're actively liking the photos commenting Mm. on them like that's when i find it weird like if i go on it like you know instagram influencers post and the guy i'm talking to is like likes every single one of her posts i'm like she's not gonna see you babe she's not gonna notice you or like putting a putting a flame comment on there with yeah just (laughs) i can't I've actually got um, acid reflux right now from my <laughs> Honestly, I think we need to let Anna go and enjoy it. <laughs> um, I have one more question, and that is, do you think you can ever get over the ick? So once you've got it, can you overcome it? I don't think you can. I think not to a certain extent. I feel like it will always be lingering, and I feel like it 
I do think in terms of like a more serious sort of side of the conversation, I genuinely feel like you don't get the ick for people who you're genuinely head over heels for. So if you do, it'll be like something I think subconscious that might have been triggered. And I feel like the ick then starts something as opposed to my just being like cut and dry if you're in a serious relationship. I feel Mm -hmm. like getting the ick once then starts a kind of domino effect of lots of other things yeah, that's so true you get one things. you get one ick and then other things start pissing you off or like mm. grossing you out that you that didn't used to so it's like a domino thing that's so true yeah and i do think there is a kind of semantic difference between like getting the ick which i do agree mm. and if there's not really coming back from that you're just below the inevitable and there's like things that people do that give you the ick like if you love someone enough you could they can it can still ick you out but you're not like i have the Ick, like capital T, capital mm. I, and I think that's different. Like my friends give me it daily, and I give them the ick daily. Like, but, it, but I still love them. It doesn't make me not be their friends. Yeah, it goes beyond that. Yep. No, I completely agree. Oh, this was really fun, guys. What a really fun morning. I've literally look at this giant pot of coffee. I've drank that whole thing <laughs> while I've been sitting here and I absolutely loved it. But yeah, thank you so much. And everyone listening, I'm going to put a link in the bio to go and purchase the little book of Ick because it's absolutely hilarious and I bloody loved it. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Kitty and Anna. Please let me know on my Instagram at madsworld.mp3 or my website madsworld.co if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. Love and elbow taps. Peace. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.